baby, we got a wild one for you this week. No edits, diva. So I'm, everything I said is staying in. So I'm a cunt. spilling tea. I didn't spill any it's tea. Nothing bad happens. Me. It's not even really worth listening. Yeah, so listen, if you watched the episode, great. If you didn't, tune in to hear our voices talk for 45 minutes. Uh, <laughs> it's the sea monsters in the depths of the sea. That's what the episode girl, is they this get down week. there. Melissa says, no, no, and runs down the hallway, Jerry Springer style. It's Maury Povich that you're thinking of. Oh. Yeah. No, Jerry did it too. Well, Jerry never followed backstage. Well, you're wrong. Maury, it was kind of hard because they had to go up All like right. five steps and the then show. run. Okay, go ahead. Start the show. M. Oh. M. Mom. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Hello, fugglies. You we are your goulash Sorry. <laughs> and welcome back to Spooky Seconds. Now, you're kind of pivoting to sort of like a body um, variety show host. What'd you say about my body? I said your voice is pivoting in this way well, where it's, it's like, like... it's just so slow. Well, welcome just... back. There's your goulash well, ghoul. Welcome back to your... We are your goulash goosh. All right. Um, we're One. back. Singular sensation. You really caught up on that. And I got to tell you, though you don't want this to be true, this right here, honey baby diva doll, this one right here, she's the 300th episode. Gong gong. <laughs> A shock and surprise. On on the three hundredth day episode? of Sloppy, yeah. we reviewed a Dracula episode that we hated. Hated, <laughs> motherfucker. We got on the Zoom. I'm and we were gonna be shady. We got on the Zoom and immediately we're like, that was bad. We didn't like it. I gotta I say, just want there how to be are we like five seasons in? Oop, let them know. Tell them how five? you feel. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. Four. Everybody in the car. Titans. Now come on, let's ride. And resurrection, or was resurrection four? Yeah. Anyway, five seasons in, and they still can't get a hand. Like by the fifth season, not to compare it to RuPaul's Drag Race by any means, but it's the only thing that you can really compare it to as a drag competition. Well, there's also um, what's the one? The Mastraga. La Mastraga, and there was the switch. This swish. And then there was also the German show that Heidi Klum Camp did. Camp Wanakiki. Camp Wanakiki. So there are other there's... things to compare it to, but I mean, yes. on its scale, it's I would say it's second to Drag Race, basically. And it's so bad. By well, season four, Drag Race was like on its feet going and it had the formula figured out. And for some reason, I don't know. Sorry. I know we're not editing this episode, so that I guess we'll stay in. Last week, the Ugly Ladies of Wrestling took to the ring to show off their sparing sparring skills. That's right. And honey, uh, that was some rehearsed violence, baby. Come on, <laughs> rehearsed violence. They got it Even together. Even with the gone, there was still some twink drama, but mostly avoided that, but we mostly avoided that and got to see all the dolls throw themselves around the ring. Melissa won the challenge. Coco let us know someone is out there to get her and is sabotaging her. And she thinks it might be Eva Rojoso. And Shocker, we have a double save. I I will say, um, wait, she thinks it's Eva or Hoso and they're in the bottom? No, they're just in the bottom. That's just what the outline says, but they were just in the bottom. Yeah. Someone's out to sabotage her, and Eva and Hoso were in the bottom. She thinks it could be anyone. She yeah, she thinks it could be anybody. I again am like but, confused about who or why someone would want to do that, like t- to throw her under the bus, especially after this episode where everyone's saying your shit isn't even ready until the day of. Like why who's going around your back doing that? And shockingly, the sabotage uh storyline is dropped this episode. It's we gone don't now. talk about it now. Though Let's, it was okay. exciting. Let's be nice. Let's be okay. nice. So no, I'm saying I wanted that sabotage. I wanted to hear about the sabotage. I wanted to hear about it. Yeah, because it was the second time that they mentioned it because the first time was in the the ghouls and goal uh, the D and D episode. That's right. Okay, so this is episode seven. They, okay. This is Sea Monsters of the Depth. 
Um, so when we come back in the boudoir, Melissa is excited because she's got that win. Um, and Astrid uh, is the only person who hasn't yet won a challenge. But um, she and Melissa now feel more bonded. They had some beef, but now that they got to beat it out of one another in the wrestling challenge, they're like, okay, I see you. Or so we think. Okay, you better stir that pot. Um, I'm not stirring nothing. Last week when Eva and Hosa were in the bottom, it wasn't required because it wasn't up to the winner who went home, but Eva launched into a very big dramatic speech convincing everyone why she would stay or why she should stay. But meanwhile, the boulets are like off having a cigarette or whatever, making their own decision. Yeah. But in that impassioned speech, Astrid thought she caught a little shade. Because Eva says something about... About talking about production. Talking, talking about production and the way and then, they talk to production, to production as well. She's like, I treat everyone kindly, unlike some of you. I don't know. I mean, it could have been subtle shade, but like, it didn't seem ig- straight on directed at Astrid to me. I call shade. I call shade, honey. Um, okay, so then Eva, of course, comes back in. She's like, look at me now, honey. They didn't drop me. And she is milking her moment. She's up there telling stories, telling lies, talking about how, um, you know, Hoso, when 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 I heard that sound and Hoso dropped, Eva was really fabricating a narrative here. Mm-hmm. And did Which you I cl- loved. Did you clock that Coco kept looking at the door like, there's no way they kept Eva over Hoso? Yeah, I did clock that. And then when Hosa walked in, she was like, I knew it. You fucking theater kids. Exactly. And then they used the theater kid on her over and over and over again. Well, I don't know. Has she ever played Mr. Dussel? I don't think so. And that is the highlight of an actor's career. That is. is. when you get to play a not even a secondary character, maybe even a third-dairy character. <laughs> the, the, the word you're looking for is tertiary. A tertiary? Yeah. Like, maybe for the holidays, I'll character. give you a topiary. <laughs> but you're like, honey, with all the good good I got at my house, this is a, a tertiary A tertiary. Uh, okay. Um, Hoso comes in. She goes, psych. And then she kisses Astrid straight on the lips. Right on that fucking right. mouth. Bring back the twink drama. Please don't. It's a double save. Now, Again, with the, this would have been cool if you ever employed it. Straight up, reading the script of Dragula Season Titans, the rules that have been put forth, if they were followed, the show would be incredible. Yes. If you absolutely. can't do the fright feet, you go home. If you, you can't do home. the fright feet, so you go home and someone else comes back. What happened to that? Like, you know, like... Be warned, this double save does come with consequences. What, what are, are the they? consequences? Show like, me the rule girls, book. Like, what like, happens? Uh, yeah, are they going to be striked points automatically? Like, are they in the bottom automatically next time? Like, what are the consequences? We it doesn't matter. Because they're just fucking making it up as they fucking go! That's right. Okay, so then they all go upstairs and they learn about what the challenge is this week. Tell us where we're going this week. This week, we're taking a deep Deep dive dive. into the deep, dark depths of the seven seas for our sea monster challenge. 80% of the Earth's oceans are unexplored and covered in complete darkness. They need to make a look inspired by the depths of the sea. Okay, I like heard that and I was like, oh yeah, cool, 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 cool. And then I listened, I like comprehended 80% of the Earth's oceans are unexplored and covered yes. in complete darkness. Do you like think about that ever? I think about that all the time. I, I constantly wonder why we spend so much time and money trying to explore outer space when we don't even know what's happening on our own planet. We need to take it to the base, not Let's, outer mama, space. W- Let's no, go to the No need to go the up. Ocean we need floor. to go down. We need to go down. Uh, well, as we all know, it's time for us to go down. Um, well, I am down, actually. I've lost a little weight. Okay, so whatever um, they say, whatever your demented minds come up with, be sure to make it terrifying. Okay. Now, if you were to do this, well, we'll do that later. I don't think of you as terrifying, but anyhow. I'm not. 
Let's talk before we take a break. Let's talk about the fright feed. The fright okay, feed. So the fright feed takes t- us no, to the t- wonderful um, seventeen rooms in Fullerton, where you too can compete for thirty-seven dollars. All of these activities are available for us. Should we go do oh. it? Um, so they are going to be drowned. They have to crawl through a watery pipe and then enter the a, a weird room, like tube pipe, that kind of lowers you down and lifts you up. This is. This is this one actually kind of seems scary, but I can't get past the fact that this is like just an open to the public thing that anyone can do. Of course, but for me, the challenging and awful and whatever scenario is, um, <clears throat> like I, I'm looking at the website. Sorry, I just got so distracted and said words that didn't make any sense. But is. I'm looking. It's called Seventeenth Door, and I'm looking at the website. To me, the 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 like mo the thing that I butt up against the most when I listen to these fright feats is what they describe is not what they do. Like they were no, like, never you'll have to traver- crawl through this pipe in order to blah blah blah. Like all the stuff. I'm like, just when you say look up seventeen rooms. There's people doing these activities, like smiling and laughing. Just <laughs> say. Also, you keep calling it seventeen rooms. It's called the seventeenth door. door. I don't care. Um. Just say you're going to have to hold your breath underwater. Like, you can describe that in a ooky spooky way, but I thought they were going to actually have to crawl through a bunch of pipes. They crawl into one pipe, they sit there, it's lowered underwater, then they have to figure out a combination. And I was like... No, there was no, com- there was no combination. They were all fucking fidgeting with that and not actually doing anything. Like, the- none of it made sense. Yeah, and they all passed. Good for them. So Let's do you think way. when they were in the boudoir afterwards with the towels, it was all acting? Yeah, unless they were still wet from driving from Fullerton to wherever their studio is. Because that's the other thing. If the fright feat is not taking place in that studio, how do you know if someone fails or not? Kick them off. If they fail, kick them off. Do what you said you were going to do. Next. Uh, we'll be right back after this break. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it, baby? Bet. I always think about my work week and how busy it is. And I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How, what would you use if there was extra time in your life? If I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up more activities because I love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think like, that's just how my brain works or like this is how I see the world but those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different those are things you can talk about with your therapist Mm -hmm. if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online and designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch their anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. And okay. we're back. Remember when the girls had to get pierced and tattooed and now that and like thrown out of airplanes? Oh yeah, baby. Okay, Ken and Israel are there. Oh no, we're not doing that. Well, you don't want to talk about the pillows? I do want to talk about Ken. Hi, Ken. I you probably don't listen, but big fan. I loved you on Go Go for the Gold. 
Big fan, baby. Big fan. Big fan. Huge. Um, okay, so now everyone is I would back. like to see that tentacle fully extended. And <laughs> now everyone is back, and um, the the it, it's like they could start working on their idea, but theoretically, this was an idea they were given a brief on. Uh, you know, before they came, so it's pre-prepared. So basically, they're just sort of milling around in the boudoir, and it's like, well, now let's talk about drama. Yeah, so then Vicky pulls Eva aside and tells her that some of the others thought you were being performative when you were giving your speech in the cauldron last week. My question is, why wouldn't you be performative? You're on a you're fucking on, TV show, cameras. and you're trying to convince everyone that you belong. Like, what are you going to do? Like, sit there quietly? I guess. I mean, that's what Vicky's Rather whole approach is. Sit there quietly from Rent. Sit there quietly. I don't know that one. Live in my house. Yeah, and then he says, "Watch a wonderful life on TV." You need somewhere. To, you need somewhere to do it. It's the Tay Diggs. See, I am a secret Tay Diggs uh, rent stan. I like the capitalist. Character. I don't like. I don't like whatever he did to Idina Menzel. He ruined that woman for a couple years. I'm glad they're divorced. <clears throat> Idina Menzel. 50 years old. I Googled it for you, and you keep telling it back to me. You're welcome. So okay, Melissa so and Coco are just over the drama. They've been uh, since week one. They're saying, why is the drama not exaggerated? No, that's you saying that. Yeah, this is my question. Every single week we've talked about drama. None of it's ever good. None of it's ever good. None of it's ever juicy. None of it's ever like, you bitch, you stole my thing. Like, it's all about, like, uh, I mean, slights and microaggressions. Literally today on this episode at the very end was the first time we got real TV drama. Yes. Thank you, Melissa. And thank she you, Victoria, shockingly. Oh, yeah. Oh, I also love, I mean, because those fights are clearly way longer, but the way it was edited, all of a sudden it went from everyone to fighting to Victoria just being like, I don't want to see you. Like, she just was crying all of a sudden. Totally. Did you notice that? It was so funny. Um, yeah, I think you're right. The drama should be about the sabotage. Like, we should get back on that storyline because it's interesting. It could yeah. even be kind of funny. You could put behind it some of that, like, ooky spooky music. music. It would be like, and um, then, like, have her trying to figure out who did it, making it like a game to try to figure it out. We like, still talk anything. about Juju stealing Raven's ring right off her hand. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Whatever. Coco um, is exploring a seahorse idea for Isn't their... that what she said? It was like a seahorse? Yeah, it was supposed to be, yeah, uh, by a seahorse. Now, how funny would it have been if she went out there with the full, like, male-presenting drag but was pregnant because male seahorses carry the babies? Honey, you and did that years ago on your Vanity baby. Farm cover. Yeah. Male-presenting. Um, Hoso's doing a hagfish, which I had to look up because I had never heard of a hagfish. But Mama, I am a hagfish. Honey, she's I also she is shocked me. that no one knows what a hagfish is. But also, shouldn't we not say hagfish? That feels like a double insult. Vicky is one upping her sea monster from her previous season, and she really does. Like she goes full movie production sea yeah. monster. Shape of water, baby. Um, so then we get a little montage where the clock goes around, and then we're back in the same room the next day right. in the boudoir, and they start to talk about who's going home, and Eva brings up these consequences yet again about the double save. She's like, well, if the consequences are happening, and I think what's going to happen, which I guess the assumption was two people were going to go home this week. Yeah, I think so. But, like, that never got explored. So then they were like, okay. Oh, yeah, she was saying, like, if I do the math right, we're here for this many weeks. This is how many episodes. Two were saved. But it that was never set. So right. I don't know. So, Astrid says Vicky and Coco will be joining her in the finale. Which, they asked the room, who's yeah. your top three? Who is your top three? Coco. Coco, for sure. I See, to me, a top three is, like, you did well in the competition. You're a charming character on TV because this is not a pageant at a theater. 
or purely based on like looks and Instagram photos. Like yeah. this is a TV show, right? So to me, I would have liked Coco and Melissa and oh, yeah. like Hoso. Like that, that, I was like, that's a great top three. Yeah, because, oh, but no Vicky? To me, no. Because she's not giving you the right TV. She's just giving you production value. And I don't even, to be honest, this is maybe whatever. I I, I don't find her performances that. Oh, no, they're not great. So, like, I'm like, put your shit on Kendra Onyx. Yeah. Who I saw at brunch this weekend. Baby, like, she shook the building. That is the Kendra Onyx way. She never doesn't kill it she is I did a show so energetic after her in long beach and i was like might as well fucking call it quits boop i'm not going on after that boop <sighs> yeah so anyhow i i mean to me it's coco and melissa they're the most dynamic characters i feel like melissa has had like a glow up like and she wasn't afraid to attempt that gnarly zombie prom prosthetic that was like a crinkly paper bag taped to her she forehead. Tried she tried it. But then, like, how amazing was her wrestling about Coco. moment? Think about Coco's zombie look yes, for the Halloween incredible. thing. Which was, oh, not zombie. I'm sorry. A mummy look for the Halloween one. Oh, yeah. That was kind of a flop. And then the witch look where they were like the alligator witch. Oh, yeah. That wasn't kind really it either. Yeah. But she's been on an upswing since Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. But, but, like, I come from the world of, like, when Jinx Monsoon was in the top three. And then what I'm like, I want to see. To me, it's about the trajectory of the show and the competition. Yes. And, like, and I think I, in the show, Coco is going to win. Yes. I 100% believe it. And I will not be shocked when she does. Okay. So Astrid says it would be Victoria and Coco would be joining her. Melissa says it would be Victoria and Coco would be joining her. Coco says, yeah, me, Melissa, and Hoso, which is who I was sort of thinking. Yeah. And then Hoso says Astrid and Coco, and she sort of- For the season four girls. Oh, we're the season four girls. Now, here's where we get a little prickly dramas moment. Well, because Miss Vicky is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> no, Miss Vicky just misrepresented, or her opinion changed, but she said she wants to be in the top with Hoso and Eva. And good old Astrid, Astrid says, Mama gag. oh, when did I get fired? Oh, that was funny. Yes. Because if you recall, like two episodes ago, Victoria and Astrid Told are like her. little chichichi in the workroom. And Victoria's like, I see you going with me all the way to the top. And then, But would it cut to, ooh. ooh, not a yawn. Would it not cut to, um, I didn't yawn at the live show last night. I would, full shut the fuck yawn. Up. Um, when it cut to her in the confessional, she was like, I just told her that to be nice. Remember? It was oh, so funny. yeah. Okay. So, Eva says that her, Victoria, and Hosa should be in the top, and Melissa thinks that Eva is being cunty with that answer. Oh, you're uh, pretty quick Oh, you quick said that to... quite quickly. Oh, and she's like, yeah, girl, we've I been talking. I had time to it. think about it. Was I was she supposed to pretend to have to hmm, think about it? I wonder. Mm, let me wonder. She's let sixth me. in line to say her answer. Yeah. And then um Eva says, Okay, well, very calmly she says, Well, I understand that maybe it looks that way that I'm being cunty. And Melissa's like, Well, it sounded well, it that sounded way, baby. That way, baby. Okay. It, well, it sounded, sounded like that way, that. baby. Because that's what Ooh. it sounded like when you said that. So what? Does, is this cluing you into Melissa maybe woke up and already felt some type of way like she was done. Well, you know how sometimes you're in a bad mood. Maybe she got a maybe she got a call from her husband. Maybe No, something... I definitely know how sometimes you're in a bad mood. What do you mean? Uh, me being in a bad mood has never affected me in any way. I can hide it. Well, it's never affected you. You in a negative way. <laughs> it will affect everyone around me. Um you got the whole world. <laughs> Running in fear. Um, <laughs> the So, yeah. So, it's clearly Melissa is, like, feeling away. This is episode seven. Are there ten episodes? Like, what are we looking at here? Probably ten, right? Maybe even twelve? Probably ten. Twelve Thank is, you. like, a tall order. How yeah, many and not, like, a seasons? Starbucks tall, which is short. Wait. I can just look. How long, how long was uh, the last season of Dragula? I don't know. That's why I asked you. I mean, let's let's keep flying blind. I, I can, yeah, yeah. Well, you do. You go on. You start with oh, 
with the boules, they come out. Yeah, okay. Well, let's take a break. Okay, we'll take a break. Okay, it's 10 episodes. We're back with 10, with only ten two e- more episodes to go after. Th- no, that would be nope, three. If three this more. is seven, then eight, nine, ten. All right. Three more, which would make sense to get oh. to a top three or top four. Um, yeah, and then get us all the way to the new year. All right, so. The Boulets come out and they're in pale green silk robes and their hair is stunning. Oh, yeah. It's, like, structured. It has that black streak, very similar to their video message hair, and it's got that good flip in it. That's very boudoir. And it boudoir. also has, like, the poodle, like, curls around the back of the head. It's great. It's up off the shoulders, which I love. They, oh, yeah. Now, they, I did notice one thing, and I don't really care that much, but they are in gloves for this portion. Oh. But when they're judging, they're in nails and have bracelets and, and necklaces on that I don't believe that they're wearing for this portion. So, so I was just trying to figure out, like, when they filmed this part. Do you think for whatever reason due to production, they just had to like do them at different times so they made a decision? I don't know. I was just, I, just something I noticed that they went from wearing gloves to ha- nailed hands. And the guest judges are Dolly and Saint. Um, well, here you are. After all this motherfucking Saint drama, now the diva the doll judges. is sitting there on the judging panel. Absolutely. And why not? She's a former winner. That's true. Double two former winners. Yeah. Well, look at that. The tide is rising and it's about to time to set sail to see our sea monsters. And the floor show begins, honey. First Slay, out Diva. Is Hoso, and she is the crustacean hagfish. She's got claws. She's got slime. The girls love the slime. She's got legs. Now, do you think someone. I did like this silhouette. Do you think like a PA had to dip into that movie slime and then slide it over each of those claws? Or do you think Hoso took her little crustacean claws and dipped them into a big vat of the movie slime? I think probably she had to do it herself. I think maybe this season they're really tired of her and just like, Hoso, we had to zip you up that one time and we will never forget. So she's really learned to be an independent doll. Okay, Astrid is like an octopus. I loved this. This is sort of like a squid prince. Yeah. There's I think like it was head. maybe like a... Sorry, go ahead. To me, it felt like an octopus that had like like tried to... Be, or a squid that had tried to like become a person in the deep sea and like was maybe a little prince. Like, I like Not like an anamorph, fun. but an octomorph. Octomorph, yeah. A squidomorph. Sort of like he had gone to see Ursula... And she said, you poor unfortunate soul, I'll give you ruffles and a powder blue suit, but I'll give you, leave you tentacles and all of them, but you'll stand up on two feet like a fruit. Now, do you um, think sorry. a squid's brain is in its tentacles? Now, I'll tell you something gross. What? I like squid. I like calamari. Uh-huh. And I'll eat octopus at like a restaurant. Yes, absolutely. But Same. sometimes when you get it, if they're feeling fancy, they serve it to you with the head. I won't touch that. And like I got one that felt like they they took that whole squid. It was like a little mini octopus. And the way that they did it, they went that much when they seared it on the grill. Like it felt very fresh. Oh, God. And I was like, I used no. to go to this place. It's probably not that. still open back when I lived in New York. And they would just grill the squid. like, And it would be kind of like that. But it would just come with limes and jalapeno Yum. and lemon. Oh, my God. It was so good. Because it wasn't fried. Right. It was just, oh, my mouth is watering. Now, oh my God. <laughs> you, anytime you mention any kind of food, you're like, my mouth is watering. Uh, I also saw a TikTok that in order to kill... Hunt, farm, sometimes they say farm, in the wild, though, in order to, like, get those little squids or those octopuses, pussies, 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 octopus, they, um, did you ever watch Drawn Together? Okay, sorry, you keep going. They have to bite their heads, because it's it's the most humane way to kill them. Honey, baby. And they immediately lose all their color, like. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like as if there was blood flow yeah. that stopped. Anyways, that's 
Astrid. <laughs> I'd like to bite her head. Now, Coco is in a beard, almost like a King Triton undersea. But then it's kind of like a soldier because there's like armor. It's kind of I mean, unclear. She, it was hot. I mean, she looked amazing, but it yeah, was kind of looked unclear. incredible. Yeah. Um, Victoria has the full body sea monster suit on. She did the assignment, and it looks incredible. She Movie definitely did. Incredible. Melissa B. Fierce is an iridescent glowing sea alien queen witch lady with a mermaid tail gown. I think that because of the mermaid tail gown, like that distracted from how good the rest of it was. Oh, yeah. Because the rest of it, the fins and everything was like stoned to an, within an inch of its life. The mouth with the big teeth looked great. You know, it is, it's so nuts because I kept thinking to myself like, oh, um, I wonder what they're talking about. <laughs> like, because they kept saying like, this is so good, except ew, that dress, that gown. And I was like, this looks really cool. Yeah. Like, I really, really liked it. I thought it looked great, too. But I don't know. Here's my thing is, like, I can say that I didn't love that dress, but, like, I couldn't, I don't know what I would do different. They don't like bodysuits, so she couldn't be, like, a bodysuit. I know. Was it the fabric itself, or was it the fact that it was a ball gown? Yeah. That was sort of the challenge that I just couldn't put my my hand on because they got really well well well, let's get into the judging right now or eva comes out as eva wins like literally hands down hairy arms down i stopped what i was i like dropped my jaw and just was like what the fuck who is this who is this and when it said eva i was like mama's gonna win this one the fa- the makeup was incredible. There were like the applications. Gills on the, the gills face. were so good. The idea that it was a clam was really cool. The fabric was drag. The like shimmery, the sequins, like it would show girl. And then at the same time, it was like very terrifying. Like it was beautiful mm-hmm. and terrifying and looked like something that had not yet been discovered in the deep sea. Like this was it. And then my, but I think that my all-time favorite look from this episode has to be Mary Cherry's vampire beach party look. Because it was the... Anglerfish. Anglerfish that was out of the deep sea, on the beach, doing the twists, and flats. The Boulets chat, uh, they were surprised. They loved Astrid. They a little, and I this is like probably the best runway ever. Oh um, yeah, most most dynamic, n- not fearful for anyone's life falling over in high heels, and um, it felt like everyone really had a direction and no one missed the mark. Yeah, um, yeah. Tell us about Astrid. They loved Astrid. They said very League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but the performance was her predictable performance. It's what Astrid does, which is kind of a little herky-jerky moving. It would have been nice to see something different. Maybe, I don't know, crawling on the floor and like slinging those things around like you were an an octopus or squid and then standing. You know, something different. Yeah. Um, But I think everyone agrees like the look is really, really good. It's 10 out of 10. Yeah. They're all good. Um, Melissa was great. They really liked how the fins lit up, how they became sort of see-through and also iridescent. But again, they're really mad at the gown. They're like, this isn't as inspired as it could be. The gown is too predictably a gown. Fine. Yeah. Um, Victoria's look was well-crafted, but it was literally just a sea monster. Like, she truly looked like the creature from the Black Lagoon. hmm And, um... They loved Coco's teeth and beard, Uh huh. but uh, the look didn't feel finished, and it wasn't like an oceanic creature. It was more, it, it, it was someone from the ocean, for sure. <laughs> it wasn't Hoso- Arianti enough. Arianti! Hoso, they loved the look from the waist up, but the bottom was just pants. It wasn't monster from the deep. They said it was a pink-skinned alien. And why the heels? Was it an alien or was it from the ocean? Yeah, they like really had a lot they to really say about the heels and the, the pants bottom and half the, of that. Yeah, and I, I, 
I don't know what, what. I mean, it didn't. It stood out, but I didn't think it was bad. Right. Eva. Let's move on to Eva. She brought the drama, and they loved it. I mean, when she stuck her little hand out and like had people like, what is that called? The come hither finger. I yes. Now. The Boulets still, this is all still in the Boulets chat. They haven't, like, said these things to the contestants yet. They say, like, let's talk to our judges now. Do you think Saint and Dali would have gotten whooped tonight? And they both said, yeah. Yeah. Anything can happen in Dragula world. Can anything? Well, honestly, yes, because there are no rules, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, should we take a break? Let's take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. Right, so now we they say the same shit they just said in the Boulay chat, but in front of the people. Yeah. Um, so we're with the judges. Saint thinks Eva was a perfect 10. Dolly loves it as well. Um, and I liked this compliment. The big one says to Eva, this kind of a look, it could wear a queen, but you really wore it. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I like that. That's nice to hear. Um Coco, Dolly likes the beard and the gender play, but the look is simple. Well, of course, Dolly just... would like the gender play. You know what I mean? I know that Dolly doesn't like when we talk discuss how sexy they are, but Daddy, fuck me! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, now uh, some conversation towards Melissa. Saint agrees with this comp- this this common thread here that the dress is too simple. We've all seen that fabric. We That's all have Saint seen that says. fabric. The minute I she pulled that fabric out in the in the room in the workroom, I went, "Well, I hope that's just for accents." Right, because it just like looks like fish scales. It's It's two on the head. Yeah, it's like what you buy little kids to wear. Like it's that. It's not elevated. Um, Astrid, all the judges are peeing for this look. The one critique is that the headpiece and the beak and like the face makeup, they're a little disjointed. It's not like a prosthetic. It's like three different pieces. Uh And then Saint told Astrid she should amp it up a little, give more energy in the performance. I love a performance note from Saint. She really slayed it on her season. Hoso, Saint thinks that the look is safe, and it wasn't as oceanic as it could have been. Don't you love that word, oceanic? Oceanic, yeah. Wait, wasn't that the sister ship to the Titanic, the oceanic? Oceantra. Oh, she she entra. (laughs) Uh, Which way would you like me to come in? Oh, she entra? (laughs) Oh, she entra. Okay. I'm not making any sense. We don't have any words. I'm so tired. Uh, Is it a ship? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Um, What are the... Hold on. What are the names of the sisters in Little... Mermaid. They have cunty ass names. Atina. No. Atina. Alana. Adela. Aquata. Arista. And Andrina. And Ariel. So you know that I went to school with the little girl that the little mermaid is based off of Alminga's daughter, right? Yeah. Did I tell? Oh, wait. I've already talked about the Nina West singing with him, and it was a weird thing. Okay. Nina West, why don't you suck some toes? You still owe me twenty dollars for screaming that. Oh, you yeah. never sent me that money. Okay. God, the real I really just get you going on a lot of things, huh? Okay, Victoria, it was a direct recreation of a sea monster or the creature from the Black Lagoon, of course. And it was done well, but where is the originality? She okay, so here's the thing is like she follows the thing to a T and she gets in trouble for it. Abora goes so far left that it doesn't make sense and she gets in trouble for it. Like, what are the rules? Okay, 
What the are winner no of this, rules? The winner is Eva Destruction. Ew, and it's her ew, second ew. win. Good for Eva. I'm glad she's getting her, her tens. Yes, but They're especially because she was she was on the chopping block just yesterday. Safe is Astrid, Victoria, and Hoso. And in the bottom, unfortunately, it is Coco and Melissa. That's right. Now, in the cauldron, Melissa basically has reached her breaking point. Because ultimately, everyone was like, we love you, and we love what you did. It's just the way you chose to make this look. We're not into it. And it was all, like it was an understandable critique, and they weren't like dragging her at all. But I can understand being like, well, I'm this close to being like in favor with the judges and it's this one little mistake that's even more frustrating than being like they dog walked me but i'm gonna fight till the end you know what i mean yes absolutely so melissa says if i'm gonna go home i'm I'm just gonna let all these people know and she does so what does she let the people know about all their bullshit well she yeah she just starts calling people out for based based on of things that they've said off screen, which again is one of the most annoying parts of the show is that they talk about so much shit that we don't see and then they use it as the drama. But unfortunately we don't get to see it happen. So we're just being told stuff that happened off camera. (sighs) Yeah. She was in an almost quit the night before she's tired of the bullshit drama. She thinks everyone is two faced and everyone talks shit and that Astrid has been talking shit about production, been treating production poorly. Melissa then turns on Vicky about how Vicky came to her and told her that the girls are not prepared. And then that spirals because they all turn on Coco being like, why do you make well, your now, stuff the day up? You can't just get into this casually. Miss Victoria Black. Miss, I don't say anything. And let me put these movie prosthetics on my face. Gets loud. In the cauldron. She really is like, you girls are out here unprepared. I'm supposed to be penalized because I did all my homework and I came prepared. You're making your looks the day of. So they all start going back and forth. And then at one point, uh, uh, Coco says, well, Victoria, you were working on stuff today. And she goes, so what if I was? So what if I was? Yeah. Her entire point is well, that people are working. Well, and then she got Melissa being like, you were stoning this. And it's like, it's clear the production says, come with unfinished items to finish in the room. A hundred percent. Her shit was done. She was just holding the fabric and stoning something. So it's not like she was. Uh, I think there's a difference between what Melissa was doing and say someone else like just getting there and deciding to create the entire costume there. So now you're saying Coco does that? So what you're saying I is don't, I don't know. I don't know because they don't show us. I do know that that is what she did for the mummy challenge. Right. So I do know that that is – but also, like, you could – I don't really care when they're making it, to be quite honest. Yeah, as long as it's cute when it hits the runway. Yes. And then at one point it gets heated. Melissa takes her gloves off, and Victoria goes, throw a drink while you're at it. Huh? Sorry. Yeah, I was like, sorry. where you is can... this Miss Vicky been? She goes, sorry, I said one shady thing. You can be shady all you want back and forth. You can cause all the drama all you want. Sorry, I said one shady thing. Coco says that Astrid never has her oh, yeah, back. Like... And then they cut to the scene of Astrid being like, if you think that I would never stick up for you, then you've got another thing coming. And then, of course, it comes down to it. And she's like, I think it's okay that you make your drag last minute, which is a backhanded well it's not even a compliment it's just a shitty thing to say to yeah, somebody I when everyone's okay piling on them and she's like you're hey unprepared. <laughs> back me up and she goes well you are unprepared like okay and Coco's like I don't make my drag last minute girl it's there's a clusterfuck there's no way fuck. that she could make all of that stuff last minute Coco has come prepared they're all listen they've been there for weeks they're all getting nitpicky and critical of one another well, because the judges are getting nitpicky. Like, they're uh-huh. all such yeah. incredible drag queens that it's like, what can you do but be nitpicky at this point? So I think that the the tension is running high. And unfortunately, I think, like, Melissa did say that, like, a huge, horrible thing happened to her the week before she got there. Right. And then the one thing that pops up for everyone is they all go, well, we never really say anything to you, Melissa, when you always turn into a huge raging bitch every time the camera turns on. According oh. to Victoria. Which, 
so what? She's doing her fucking job. It would be worse if the cameras turned off and then she became a huge raging Talk bitch. Talk to this huge raging bitch that I work with every day. I am a huge raging bitch, but at least I'm successful. Ooh. Um, and then Melissa is like really heated and she ends up leaving the room and she's like sobbing. And Victoria, who kind of started this entire scenario, either says to someone close to her or just a little slightly in her breath, she's like, well, we're all still a family, so just don't – she can't shut us out. She's shutting us out. I feel awful. And you're like, girl, you did the – Girl, you started this. You did all of this. Well, I guess Melissa technically started it, and then Victoria became a huge part of it. Anyway, Melissa just starts running Jerry Springer style. They had to grab... Casey is chasing her down that hall. She falls and starts crying. Um, She said she's done. She's quitting. I'm walking out. She makes the decision. She's like, I'm not going back into that room. Oh, I'm never going back in that room. Now, you competed with Melissa on season one. She's a fierce competitor. Did in Well, she better be fierce. Did anyone on that season walk out or want to quit? No, but I, we were not under the same amount of pressure as these people. We were all able to go home. We did our weekly gigs and then came back in on a Saturday morning to film these episodes. It is not the same what we went through on that season as this. Okay. Um. Did anyone want to quit? I do think... Oh, 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 um... Oh, God, I'm such a bad person. I can't remember. Ursula Major. Ursula Major. For the wrestling challenge, she was the first person I heard be like, this is a this is bullshit. This is a shit show. I don't want to be here anymore. Like, all off camera, but to the room being like, whatever's happening here isn't re- a real competition. It's all shit. And then I think she went home that challenge or something. Well, ding dong. You know what I mean? Ringing Coco the doorbell. Says, Coco Coco is like, you know what? We may be in the bottom together, but we are sisters. And so she goes to go check on Melissa in the boudoir. And That's they right. talk. She's and like she really does like honestly give her the best pep talk ever. But it's an interesting scenario because even Coco saying Coco probably I mean he, I mean, this whole thing plays out there. really interestingly because Melissa wants to quit and she's ready to walk out. But somehow she's convinced to stay, stay mic'd up, and have a conversation with Coco. Where Coco From what I've heard, let me spill some tea. She didn't okay. really have an option. She was ready to go, and they I don't think they could finish the episode without her. They had she didn't want to get up on oh I don't know if this is actually true, but from what I heard, she didn't want to get up on that thing to get dropped. She was ready to leave right then. Well, I, I don't understand why they didn't just do the thing where they go like, Coco Kane, you're safe. You're, you know, Melissa quit, but that doesn't mean that you don't have to step your game up. And that's it. Yeah. They wanted the drop. She I didn't think they have wanted the drop. To you stay. know, listen. They oh, what spent... they said they wouldn't pay her? I don't I don't think they do pay. I mean, I don't think they get paid. They don't um, get paid per episode? I I could be wrong, but I do not believe that they get a per diem for episode or or get paid. Uh oh. Someone call in and tell me that I'm wrong, but I think that they're all doing it for free. Which is someone who's now in the Screen Actors Guild, something I don't think I could do. Uh, my union wouldn't allow. My union wouldn't allow. All right, so um, then Melissa. Walks up those fateful steps. They say, Melissa. And we all knew she was going to drop, so she dropped. It was kind of, I, so embarrassing that they still did that. Like, let her go. She said she was ready to go. She's up there being like, I know I'm about to get dropped. Right. Um, and so next week, there's five monsters remaining. What's going to happen? We've got episodes eight, nine, and ten left. Kelly, can you handle Goodbye, it? Bye, Foglies. Thank you so much for listening to Spooky Seconds. We had such a wonderful time here today. Sorry, I'm in a mood. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh my God. Um curious what's gonna happen. I am too, but also I'm just like, I'm sorry, it's just starting to get so annoying to watch. I'm ready for new characters. I'd be it'll be fun to see a new season of fresh babies. Fresh baby queens or fresh queens. 
Because yeah. here's my issue, and I was thinking about it earlier. Little baby was, formaldehyde. Br- okay, well, let's bring formaldehyde back. Let's bring back all the first homes. I want a pinche. I want a felony. I want a... Oh, Astrid is back. Anyway, here's my thing, is that they have some of the most talented and creative drag performers in yes America or in the world on this show. Like these people are creating their own looks, coming up with their own concepts, creating their own art forms. They're not just girls that are getting a bunch of stuff made for them and like showing up and turning it and being like a wonderful dancer. It's like these are impeccable performers and artists. And all I'm seeing is bad fake drama. I mean, so so the ideas, Alaska just talked about this on Race Teacher. She was like, the Miss Vanjie character, the Silky character, like looking for a person who is in that mix of the talent and the performance, but also going to give you reality TV yes. drama. But here, And yes, but the drama on this is, it doesn't feel real it feels overly produced and then all of a sudden in this episode there's a real outburst of drama but there's little clips that they show us of victoria being a cunt in earlier episodes yeah and why I'm don't like, we That's get that real drama why am i not watching real drama i'm watching this overly produced twink drama so we need to write a letter a letter to the editor to- yes well all right thank you so much for listening i hope you had a wonderful time we'll be doing these three next episodes and <laughs> Then something else. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper... And Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkin.